Hello, my name is Flick Beckett and welcome to The Love of Cinema, a Picturehouse podcast proudly sponsored by Kia, the champion of independent cinema nationwide. On today's programme, we are extremely excited to be talking with Laura Poitras, director of All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, literally minutes after finding out the film is a nominee for the Best Documentary Oscar. My anger at the Sackler family, it's personal. When you think of the profit of people's pain, you can only be furious. Nan said, I think we should take these people down. But do you think my career will implode? And I said, probably. We need to demand that the Met Museum delude the Tate to refuse donations from the Sacklers and take down their name. Welcome, Laura Poitras, to the Picture House podcast. I can't tell you how excited I am to be speaking to you right now. You have just received news. You've been Oscar nominated for your incredible documentary, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed. <laughs> tell me how you're feeling. I mean, I'm thrilled. Um, we just got a call. I just spoke to um, Shanak Sten, who was nominated for All That Breathes, which I love that film. I mean, I love the other filmmakers. I'm heartbroken, you know, like there were some films I was really hoping Margaret Brown's Descendant would, would have been nominated. And there's so many other films that really deserve it. So, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled, especially for Nan, who's a producer on the film. So she's Oscar nominated, and that just me means a lot. Um, so I'm, yeah, really over the moon, you know, and over, you know, because today we're, I have interviews with you and other UK press for the release because we're opening. So it's kind of like my phone is exploding. I can't respond to anyone because I'm doing interviews. So anyway. Oh, I it would have been so forgivable if you'd cancelled the rest of today just to speak <laughs> to Nan and, you know, and to get her reaction. You'd call her. She was with Megan and Harry from Pain and, they were just screaming and excited. And it means a lot, you know, because, you know, like a lot of their, their activism, it's thankless, you know, like they sat around and met every Wednesday and nobody was clapping for them. You know, it's just, it, it it's important that their work be acknowledged. And so that's really meaningful. It's a huge endorsement. And um, I watched Citizen Four last night, which is the film that you've also received an Oscar, actual Oscar for. And, and I wondered while I was watching that and having watched, obviously, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, do, does this kind of nomination, this high profile, help with all of your safety as much as anything else? The answer is yes, especially with Citizen Four. There was times when, when I was doing that reporting with, you know, with Glenn and Edward Snowden, you know, I was really afraid for all of us. I was afraid for... That the that the we could be indicted. I was in afraid for worse. You know, I was afraid I might not never be able to travel back to the United States. And you know, those were all real dangers. And the fact that first the journalism internationally um, received so much attention, and then to have the the sort of recognition, the high profile, it does provide a level of protection for sure. You know, it it really does, and I. Without the kind of international attention or, or or the you know acknowledgement for for Citizen Four, I mean I think we're all more at risk. And I say that I was just did another interview, and I think it's important in the context of your question is to also 
look at the case of Julian Assange, who's now facing a threat of prosecution under the U.S. government, under the Espionage Act. He's, he's, been, he's been indicted. They're trying to extradite him. I mean, that, that, that's the U.S. government, you know, and he, the, the work that he did is really no different than the work that I did uh, around the NSA. So, you know, the risks are real and, and the U.S. government should absolutely drop its case against Assange because it's, it's an absolute threat of press freedom. Also, more people need to speak out about Julian's case because the impact is, you know, it's it's really it's really the biggest threat to to journalism right now. So anyway. Let's go somewhere new. See worlds we've never seen before. So that we can feel inspired. Whether you're sitting in a cinema or in one of our cars, inspiration comes when we feel something new. That's why our electrified range is designed to take you on inspiring journeys. Kia, proud supporter of independent cinema. Kia, movement that inspires. Thank you so much, Laura. You know, I think the people that having watched your, your oeuvre, the people that you choose to work with are extraordinarily brave. And you know, thank you for championing them, and including Nan. You know, like uh, her her work is, it, you know, they, all the people that worked with Nan and Payne were all under surveillance in one way or another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were under surveillance. They also, you know, faced different types of threats. You know, the potential legal threat. I mean, the Sacklers have, you know, limitless resources and. And, you know, it was scary, particularly in the early days. I mean, again, this goes to your question of what provides protection. And when they first were doing these actions, you know, the museums weren't even responding, you know, and they were taking on a, a really powerful family with vast resources. And that's scary. And so, yeah, she's very brave for doing that. And also, you know, she has a, a bravery and emotional bravery that's is astounding to me. Incredible. I mean, one of the things I was really struck by was the sort of dark and light of the film where Nan is so willing to shine a light on every part of her life. She was so fully transparent versus the darkness and the secrecy of the Sacklers and everything that she was up against ex trying to expose. Was that very much in your mind when you were creating the documentary? For sure, yeah, yeah. You know, Nan does that in her own artwork and then in terms of her collaboration and contribution to the film. You know, people talk about seeing Nan's work and it sort of rescuing them from, you know, like that it, it's like people see themselves in that work and it provides kind of, I don't know, a connection that, that resonates so, so, so deeply and, and with people. And that's been one of the experiences of releasing the film is that people really... I think feel like the power of art to to be something that can really be a lifeline for people. And, and Nan's been doing that in, in her work throughout her career and then also working on this film. And one of the things that you were drawn to is, is that, I mean, politically, you are drawn to people that are single voices in this world, but also that what she does is show us people. It's the people that matter. And when you we dismiss like great statistics, like 500,000 people have died from OxyContin, it's almost 
impossible to get your head around it. But when you bring it down to the specificity of people and how much they matter to people like Nan and yourself, it creates a much more copable with narrative, do you think? You know, I would frame it maybe a little bit differently. I, I yeah, you're right that I make portraits of, of, of individuals and usually confronting power. Um, that's what I keep returning to. I, I think, you know, Nan's artwork is driven by her personal experience, like what's in her, you know, in her, in her life. And, and I, I think that's really a powerful reminder of, you know, the, the, I guess, relationships, like I'm thinking about documentary filmmaking and, you know, how Nan talks about, you know, she, she wants people to, that, that she films or people that she, you know, is in relationship with, you know, if they're roommates or lovers uh, or deep friends and that kind of connection that she has to the people that she photographs is so alive in the work. So yes, it is about people and, and it does, you know, provide a way to talk about bigger issues, you know, societal issues. And, you know, Nan and I talk a lot about sort of politics and, you know, my work is maybe a little bit more overtly political, but her work is profoundly radical and political in different ways, you know, and that has been really exciting combination, I, I think, in the film. And for me, it's really one of the things I love about the film is that we get to, you know, there are people in her photographs that you you know through the photographs if it's Cookie Mueller, David Armstrong, David Wanarovich, but it, and in the film we can meet them a little bit in a different way or through her voice, and that's also really exciting for me as a filmmaker. You know that we can have these different threads that exist in in the film. That's also obviously um, Nan is the center of. Thank you, Laura. But honestly, it's been such a pleasure just to hear your Oscar reaction and, you know, and thank you for answering our questions today. Really good luck with the film and I'm so delighted for you.